0: Well, hello, welcome to mirror stars, episode three, which doesn't include my co-host, AKA Penny Lane's epic rants that you have to go and listen to separately. (laughs) So we have more than three episodes. Hello, AKA Penny Lane. Hey
1: there. What's going on?
0: What's going on? Well, I don't know. I think we're going to let you talk about it. (sighs)
1: um so much has gone on these past 24 hours if you're not living under a rock as you're all aware all of this stuff going on with this leaked document with Roe versus Wade and me and so many other women are beyond fucking pissed off about it
0: and a few men
1: and a few men thank you because Like I saw online, you know, if guys can't be outspoken about letting women have their own rights on what they should do with their bodies, then they shouldn't be sleeping with us.
0: Agreed. I know (laughs) you mentioned to me uh, in a phone call that you didn't know how a lot of men were reacting. Well, my friends that I have on Instagram and Facebook that are men are acting just as pissed off as women are including myself. I think we're going backwards right now, backwards. And it started, it started with the 2016 election and it worked its way up to this point. Mm -hmm. We went completely backwards.
1: I mean, we'll get into it later. You'll probably have a good idea what my asshole of the week might be. So, but with our first segment, let's talk about it. I want to get into, uh, Elon Musk acquiring uh, Twitter recently. And um, he's just a base, he's basically a grown man child, you know, he buys Twitter so he can have control over it and first amendment rights and think, you know, you can do or say whatever you want, blah, blah, blah. And it's fucked up because if he, if the deal with Twitter goes through, he'll be the most indebted CEO ever because all of his money is tied up in Tesla stocks and stuff like that. So right now he would have to pay about $44 billion out of his pocket, you know, poor baby. And this is from a fucking guy who confronted the UN saying, Oh, present me a plan. About how if I give you a certain amount of money, it will drastically help like hunger and all this bullshit and stuff like that. And in the end, he doesn't even go through with it. But he can easily spend money acquiring fucking Twitter like it just fucking pisses me off with these you know, the Bezoses and Elon Musk's in the world, you know, like they were going up into space and all this bullshit. while well, everybody down here was struggling with the pandemic, like dying, struggling to feed our families. And they're doing all this fucked up stuff instead of, you know, helping, helping out the people that made them who they are.
0: Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. I was, uh, <laughs> It's you know, the deal's not 100% um, completed yet, but it's probably going to be. To me, it's a shame that someone who's out there doing something for climate change with his solar company um, has to also be a complete douchebag at the same time. <laughs> it's very frustrating. Um, I, I like Twitter, I go there for news because you can get the news right away on Twitter. If something happens, It's there right away, and it's going to be hard for me to turn it off, but I will be upset if he turns back the clock and allows certain other douchebags to come back on Twitter. Oh, God, I just don't want Trump back on Twitter. He was just a – it's just (sighs) – I, I just I I. it would make me sick it would make me not want to be there because you know then I'd have to block them I should have blocked them the first time I'll have to block them this time so I'm kind of with you I think it's too bad that these wealthy billionaires are doing you know it's ironic these two guys that you mentioned both flew up to space like who the hell needs to fly to space you know I mean it's like I'm yeah, sorry like during
1: the pandemic it was the fucking space wars you know like Bezos, I want to go up there, like, um, Richard Branson, I want to go up there, like Elon Musk, I want to fucking go up there, why don't you prioritize, like, I've always said, if I ever came to some money, I automatically think of others before myself, and you have a fucking godly amount of money, probably more money than every single person in this country, and you're, you spend your money on fucking, like, um, I think Bezos, I guess they were talking shit about him. So he eventually bought the Washington post. I think he did something like that. Is he on the
0: Washington post too? My God, keep talking. I have to look that up because that would be, and I turned my phone off already. So forget it. Um, Oh God. I wish I knew for um, sure if that was true because I did not know that.
1: You know, I was watching Trevor Noah recently and, um, the Chris Malls, if you're not familiar, he was able to successfully unionize an Amazon warehouse in Staten Island, which I guess, you know, based from what we've talked about, Steve, I guess that's a pretty strong feat considering where it's located. Um, but it was just disgusting the way that he was um, describing how they treat their workers, you know, especially in the midst of the pandemic, you know, like over 10 hours a day on your feet, like 30 minute lunches. He's t- he said that homeless people work there and they're still not making enough money to fucking afford anything. It's like like everybody loves Amazon because it's so convenient and easy, you know, one click away, but there has to be um you you have to have some conscience when you go through people like that because if fucking again, Bezos insanely wealthy he can do whatever he wants but he he does
0: own the washington post by the way bought it in 2013 i feel like a complete idiot and wish i could go back and erase how stupid i was earlier that i didn't know that here's the irony of it all the washington post is the only good real liberal almost liberal newspaper out there and he owns it this is the thing about these guys they are doing some good things electric cars are good washington post good why they have to fuck up in other areas you're 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 right on target with this right on target
1: yeah so again with these elon musks and jeff bezos i just hope they get their acts together and the people you know it seems like whenever i read the news or hear the news i'm constantly hearing about people wanting to form unions whether it be starbucks or amazon or things like that and that's what we need you know these people especially now with people still recovering from covid and inflation being insanely high like these people want assurance that their jobs will be secured and that they'll be able to eventually make the money that they need in order to survive you know
0: so i'm
1: all i'm all for it
0: okay well the celebrity world is still on fire you want to talk about that for a few minutes i don't know i might be a little worn out on the johnny depp amber heard trial saga uh, you know, the craziness of it all is just like, I almost feel like if Johnny loses the case, that it's not even really going to impact him in a negative way, <laughs> because I think everybody kind of can see what he's dealing with. And um, I hope that I'm, you know, not wrong in believing that he did not physically abuse her. You know, mental abuse is a thing too. And she brought in a a, a psychiatrist who completely was talking about every single thing that could be considered abuse. It was really, they're really doing a, a job on Johnny's reputation right now. They're going after him in a lot of different ways. And I just hope... That, his, that he doesn't take any more of a hit than he's taken already from this.
1: Right. I mean, uh, there have been some revelations since we last talked about it, like things that I didn't mention the first time, which I felt like I should have mentioned initially. Um, but just to kick things off, off briefly, you know, um, before Amber Heard is scheduled to take the stand she actually ends up firing her pr team because she's being dragged through the mud so much online
0: Um, wow
1: i thought that was kind of interesting Mm. and then you know just watching some of the trial you know there's some stuff in there that you can't make up and like one of them which i thought was hilarious (laughs) is when they interviewed um Uh, like uh, via video call was their former uh, doorman and he's sitting in his car vaping and he brings up the fact that Amber Heard one day goes like oh my god there's scratches on my door what's going on is somebody trying to break into my house and it turns out it was the damn dog that made all the scratches on their door
0: there's been some really ridiculous things my old original theory that this really isn't a case it's really a reality movie being made right before our very eyes uh there's still a possibility i could be right if that was the case then johnny depp would drop down a little bit on my totem pole because i don't want him in cahoots with amber heard for anything and that's about all i got on that
1: and then um you know just to top things off too like online these memes are insane about uh when Amber heard supposedly took a shit in their bed and it was a supposed practical joke and she later has remorse about it supposedly saying you know it was a fucked up thing i shouldn't have done anything like that but even a fucking 4 year old wouldn't do anything that stupid put shit in somebody's bed like what the hell's going through your mind that's absolutely insane and disgusting
0: I mean, I don't think that anyone in a relation. I mean, I can't. Maybe there are some people with fetishes that like, you know, pooping all over each other, whatever. <laughs> but you know, it's not something I'm really like into. So if my girlfriend was playing a practical joke on I me and she took a dump on my bed, I'd be like, first of all, I think it was my cat. Sorry, Cam. You know, I would think it was him. I wouldn't think it was my girlfriend. So that's like the stupidest practical joke. I unless. Johnny's into things we don't really know about. Come on, Chuck Berry. Oh
1: my god, can we move Um, on to
0: the asshole of the week? Because I'm dying to hear who your asshole of the week is. Although I got a few guesses, but let's hear it.
1: Well, if you haven't figured it out already, it is the Scotus. (laughs)
0: <laughs> all of them
1: <laughs> not all of them if you guys watch us on youtube i'm about to show a picture of these assholes right here
0: yeah the the, the right one the right wing ones yeah
1: and you notice all of them most of them have fucking dicks too that's the fucked up part about it This there's Clarence them,
0: I'm, I'm convinced that you know what's her face has one too miss indiana <laughs>
1: There's Clarence Thomas, whose wife probably sucks Trump's dick more than his. There's fucking Brett Kavanaugh, who's a fucking rapey sexual assault piece of garbage. There's Amy Comey Barrett, who's a fucking Christian nutjob who has like a dozen kids. And these other two fucking geriatric assholes who probably can't find their dicks anymore.
0: Oh my God. <laughs>
1: Can you tell I'm pissed off? Can
0: you? I I you dropped the F bomb so many times there that I think I won't be able to match you in the next five episodes. So I can tell you're pissed off. Yes. I'm sorry I interrupted you, but Ms. Indiana over there, I don't even want to say her name. I can't stand her. She should not be in the if you're gonna
1: get into politics, you should have you have to be neutral about all this stuff. You know for a fact all this fucking abortion shit comes from like Christian Catholic backstory values. You know that for a fact, you know, and it's fucked up how they have to push their agenda on all of us where all of us don't feel the same way they do. And there are so many different circumstances where uh, abortion is warranted. Like they're they're trying to ban abortions, but they're banning safe abortions. You know for a fact that women are still going to go out there and do what they need to do because, you know, if I was in a situation like that, where if I wasn't in a Massachusetts and I was in some bumfuck state, I would do everything I could to get an abortion because I don't want a kid and I'm not going to be forced to have a fucking kid that I don't want.
0: Okay like I said, I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a hundred percent agreeing with you about this so-called decision that's about to be made, uh, that'll set us back 50 years. And, um, I just hope something happens before that happens. That's all. I well, can like I
1: Like I said before, I'm trying to keep optimistic about this. Like things happen for a reason. I mean, if this thing gets, this thing has been leaked out, I feel it will hopefully prompt the fucking Democrats to do something more with trying to revise the filibuster or do something more because they know they're going to fucking lose in the midterms if they're going to let let this happen. And the same thing with the student debt issue as well. I mean, I know everybody mm-hmm. needs to vote, but I can understand why a lot of people my age, millennials don't want to vote because they keep seeing the same bullshit over and over again, the same promises, promises, and nothing's getting done. Like, we they, need they, people we need people like AOC, Bernie Sanders, like Elizabeth Warren that need to fucking go right over the edge and, you know, go a lot further than these fucking centrist Democrats because they're useless. All they of them are. are fucking useless.
0: They are, though. I mean, you can't. Bernie, Elizabeth Warren and AOC, believe me, they're doing their job right now. They're doing it. They're just outnumbered. And if I could segue into my asshole of the week, I think it's a good segue. okay? because we're going to talk about Democrats. I'm so mad right now at Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. I'm going to first of all, I'm going to steal Trevor Noah's line from the. uh, from the writers' dinner the other night, when he called Kristen Cinema openly bisexual, closet Republican, <laughs> I thought that was one of the funniest things he said. Although I gotta say, I do know that Kristen Cinema is on our side as far as the abortion fight goes. So she's not my asshole of the week. We need her. My asshole of the week is Joe Manchin, and I'll tell you why because the filibuster, as you mentioned, he's the primary reason why it's being held up because if he would not side with his Republican buddies and that, I don't want everyone in West Virginia to hate me, but it is kind of a backward state. It's a miracle that there's a Democrat there that's in office, but he did the whole fake, I love coal carrying around a shotgun routine to get elected and it worked and he got reelected. But he's out there endorsing other Republicans and and the state and everything. I mean, he is definitely my asshole of the week. He's more than just my asshole of the week. He's just an asshole. Okay. but on a more positive note, going along what you said, it's really ironic that you brought these things up because I'm going to feed off of that. I'm going to talk about the Democratic Party's left wing. There is some positive news that could be happening. And I know about this because I lived in Pennsylvania for five years. John Fetterman has a real chance for the Democratic Party's uh, nomination in the Senate race against, who's he running against, Dr. Ozzy? Is it Ozzy Osborne or is it some other Doc Oz, you know? It's I just know exactly. Dr. Oz. Well, whoever that idiot is, he's, he's not Fetterman. I was lucky enough one day to be in um north hills of pittsburgh in a whole Foods store and i'd heard about this guy fetterman and i saw pictures of him he's about six six he's got a shaved bald head and he's got a tattoo that looks like a black flag tattoo on the back of his neck so when i saw this hulking monster walking through the aisles of whole foods i was like I think that's Fetterman. So I went right up to him and I started talking to him and told him I was a liberal and he's a Sanders liberal. Okay. He's a Sanders democratic guy. So it was an honor to meet him. He's running against Connor lamb. He's also a Democrat, but he's a centrist. I think if Fetterman can win That seat, I think he can win the general election. And in a state like Pennsylvania, who some of us refer to as Pennsylvania at times, we really need to control the U.S. Senate and pick up a seat there. I know I know that has nothing to do with asshole of the week, but you brought up the Democrat. We talked about the Democratic Party. They need to go further left. You're right. I'm with you.
1: It's it's fucked up, though, because I read online, too, and it makes sense. Like, even though we have a slight control over everything, like the fucking Republican agenda is still seeping through
0: with the centrists, it is they're scared these these. Connor Lamb, I remember when he ran for that seat right outside of Pittsburgh and he won, he was in a really tight race because it's more of a red leaning area outside of Pitt. You go out of the cities of Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, it's Pennsylvania. Okay, it really is. It's no lie. So you have to walk a fine line around these people. And I don't think that the Democrats can win some of these seats unless they win the independents and what has to happen is what you brought up earlier and you're saying they're not going to but we got to get the young people to vote period they have Mm -hmm. to vote so um do you want to work um move on to
1: pop goes the culture
0: i can get pissed off too pop goes the culture i don't You told me what you're going to talk about, but I don't know what the hell this is. So it's all yours.
1: (laughs) So um, I recently started watching a series on HBO Max called The Way Down. It's like uh, a document series that um, follows a woman named Gwen Shamblin, who back in the 90s formed a, a Way Down workshop, which basically would substitute binging on food for like praying which (laughs) is gross anyway um and um, it just it it shows her rise to fame basically and how she eventually forms a church in Tennessee called remnant fellowship and it's basically like a cult it's like so creepy and so fucked up all of these stories that the survivors told Like there was one woman who would um, do like PR for her and she explained to Gwen, you know, this is how much I should be making an hour and she agreed to it. And then when she got her paycheck, it showed that she was only making $8 an hour when she was supposed to be making $20 an hour. And then she approached Gwen about it. And then she gets all defensive saying, you know, you got to humble yourself. You're going to get what you're going to get and you're going to like it. And there's stories about, uh, one woman, she damaged her kidney so much cause of like basically starving herself and living on Gross. broth and that kind of stuff. It, and, um, it's just, it's just crazy how all of these people get sucked in. And ironically last May, Gwen Shamblin, her husband, and like a bunch of other bigwigs from the church, they were heading to surprise, surprise, um, a republican like convention thing in fucking florida and they end up crashing the plane into a lake so all of them died what yeah
0: whoa that story just completely changed in a hurry holy shit they're all dead
1: yeah, I know. I mean, I it's not nice to it's not nice to, you I'm know, wish laughing. ill on anybody, but this woman sounds like a she was a fucking monster and a lot of people that were interviewed were Karma. Exactly. Like she kept in her sermons, she would always say things happen for a reason and things like that. So her words kind of bit her in the ass in that regard. So I just if you guys have access to H- HBO Max the way down. Um, I think it's co-produced by um, Chrissy Teigen, who's married to John Legend. It's a really interesting series, and it's just—it's just insane.
0: Wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> Firstly, I have to say I have not been able to get a hold of the password for HBO uh, Max. If you've been following the show, you know that I've weaseled my way on a few of these streaming channels. And I have not made it to HBO Max yet. I think that would be an upgrade for me. But that story is, that's pretty mind blowing. I'm gonna read about this when we get off today. I'm going right to, I'm gonna go right to Google because I have to read this story because that sounds crazy. Um, for me, uh, it's weird. You know, Netflix and, and these other streaming channels have been able to bring back certain shows and things that you might not have caught the first time around. And that's what I'm going through right now. I'm watching Happy Ending, and it's uh, originally aired on ABC. April 13th, uh, 2011 to May 3rd, 2013. You know, of course, happy endings. When I saw it, I had a completely different idea what the show would be like. That's why I started watching it. But it's, it's a great ensemble cast featuring Alicia Alicia Cutworth, Cutbirth, cutbert i can't say her name but she was in that movie that we were talking about the girl next door it was like yeah. the guys looking email Hirsch was the she was in that and she also played jack bauer's daughter on 24 damon wayans jr when i saw his name was on the cast uh basically i was totally excited about that sorry zoom's trying to kick me off but i'm not gonna let him um and then uh adam polly who plays? I think you told me you watched a couple Lex episodes. He plays Max.
1: Yeah, t- I love him. The
0: token gay guy on the show. He's the star of the show, really. Casey yeah. Wilson's really good as Penny. And my favorite is Eliza Coop, who plays Jane, Brad's husband, who's Damon Wayne's. Um, Damon Wayne's father, who's you know, living color famous, so he has an appearance on the show and he plays Brad. That's Damon Wayne's Junior's. Father, so it was so cool when I was watching that episode, and all of a sudden, the re- Damon Wayans comes walking in, and he's on the show too. It, they are a little light with the minorities on that show. They have uh, Damon Wayans Jr. playing a very white black guy, basically, and he has, he's married to a white woman. But you know, other than that, I like the show a lot. I only say that because I don't like stereotypical roles, and I like to see a good mix of different races and whatever in shows, you know, and I think there's not enough of that. I'm on black Hollywood side right now. I'm with <laughs> with them. Um, you know, I've been watching so many serious shows lately. And I noticed that sometimes when you watch these serious shows, they put you in moods, you know, and you get mm-hmm. kind of down and stuff. So I needed a comedy and I found the right one. I did. <laughs> Everyone out there listening, Happy Ending on Netflix. Highly recommended. Highly from me, Steve.
1: (laughs) And our last segment is What's on Your Turntable?
0: What's on your turntable, a.k.a. Penny Lane?
1: So if most of you haven't figured out already, my fandom of new artists is far and few between. But there is somebody that's definitely an exception to the rule, and that's Little Nas X. And if you're not familiar, he's, um, he's responsible for o- Old Town Road and things like that. But what I love and adore about him so much, besides the music, is he's an openly gay rapper and somebody especially within that genre where everybody acts all tough and gangster and guns and pussy and drugs and all that kind of stuff you know i just think it's so brave of him and if you ever watch his music videos like he doesn't give a fuck you know he's making out with men like he's naked it's like it's great but his album his 20 2021 album Montero I just think it's a brilliant brilliant album there's like industry baby on there it's so catchy I love it uh, the title album song Montero uh what I want it's just he's just a great artist great musician I love how open and how like I don't give a fuck he is and uh that's who I'm listening to
0: I'm going to go a little further back this time around with us all, because I'm a, uh, I can be an excitable boy, Warren Zevon, if you're watching, because now we have a YouTube channel and you look on the screen and you'll see right where my, whoops, my arm covered it, right where my elbow is, there's my Warren Zevon album. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, uh, I I just put it on the other day and I realized uh, what a great album. I already always knew that. But when you listen to it now, it's came out in 1978 and it was produced by Jackson Brown and Wally Wachtell, the great guitar player. And, you know, it's most, everyone knows the album from for Werewolves of London. But my favorite song is Accidentally Like a Martyr. I just absolutely love that song. Excitable Boy, the title track if you listen to it, you got to read the lyrics because it's really twisted as fuck using one of your favorite words, a.k.a. Benny Lane, tenderness on the blocks, another good track. And uh, that that's that's what was on my turntable. The most recent time I had it on, which was I believe yesterday, maybe, or I don't know, earlier today, last night, this morning. And the, maybe <laughs> my cat can put it on. I don't know, but it was great. Um <laughs> Everyone out there, you know, we have an email address mirrorstarspodcast at gmail.com. Penny, I kind of broke your story. Sorry that we have a YouTube page, but if you're watching us right now, you know
1: that. <laughs> yeah, I uh, bit the bullet and finally got us set up on YouTube just so we can reach out wider audience and have more visuals involved and things like that. But we are on Apple, uh, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, where you can find all your podcasts. We are on Instagram, Mirror Stars Podcast, um, my alias, aka.penny Lane. You can check me out. And then we have Mr. Ricardo here, Twisted Rico, his Instagram.
0: At Twisted Rico. Yeah, that's At me. Twisted Rico. And uh, please, I have another podcast too. Penny Lane, aka Penny Lane, has been on my podcast before, so I can mention it here. It's Blowing Smoke with Twisted Rico. And uh, let's really light up YouTube with some content, some crazy content. Um, I'd be excited to do that.
1: Well, thanks for joining us once again, and we'll see you next week.
0: Peace. Thank you.